Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. He is Andrew Claven. Drew, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Good, my friend. Good, my friend. Follow him right now at Andrew Claven. No ease. No ease. K-L-A-V-A-N. Check out his amazing podcast. One of my favorites right up there. Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, and also his book, Another Kingdom. The audio play you can get as a podcast. It's also out as a book, Amazing Fantasy, with a little bit of truth smuggled in there. Andrew, welcome to the show. We missed you last week. We had Michael Knowles in studio, and then afterwards we had a curry and a very large cigar. You were sorely missed, my friend. I was not invited to attend these. I don't know what it is. Something I said, I guess. <laughs> you, did, you didn't hear the dog whistle, Andrew Clayton? <laughs> the supersonic dog whistle? I would I would at least like a, an engraved non-invitation. I would like them to send me a card saying you are you, not invited. You, you have a permanent invitation to the Swamp and Cigars. Uh, Andrew Claven, uh, did you know, did you know, it is racist to say that a city that has rats has rats? I, I did know this. I know that it is racist to uh, criticize any Democrat policy that has destroyed, helped destroy black people over the last 30 years. I mean, they have been protecting themselves with this racist rant for decades and decades and decades. And it really, it really has taken somebody with Donald Trump's thick skin to break through it. I just hope, I hope that people follow suit. I mean, I, you, you know I strongly oppose any real racism, which I think is a terrible thing, but to not be able to speak the truths about what leftist policy due to poor neighborhoods. It has nothing to do with race. I mean, Baltimore, San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, every lousy city, uh, every city that has declined over the past 20 years has declined because of leftist policies and has had Democrat rule. Even when a guy like Rudy Giuliani comes into New York and cleans it up and shows you that it's all policy, they hit him every day. They accused him of racism every single day. He cleaned up New York, made it one of the safest, best cities in the world, and now de Blasio is dragging it right back down again. It, it just it seems like every generation has to learn this lesson over and over again. But, but Drew, <laughs> have they? I mean, we looked it up. Baltimore has been under Democrat control for 52 years. Did, which generation learned this lesson, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Baltimore, or whether it's anywhere else? And this is why, you know, I, we have the audio. I'll play it later. But uh, uh, Larry Hogan, Governor uh, Hogan, said, I wish the president would get off Twitter. But this is the whole point of what he's doing. Because I know, it is he, that, he's standing it. up yeah. for the truth that the GOP and the rest of the world has refused to face for at least 52 years. 
it, it is absolutely true that this is the, the most important thing that is happening in America at this moment is Trump's Twitter war. And it's, it, it's, it's terrible to watch the right run for cover because running for cover is exactly what they've been doing for 50 years. And, it, yeah, it's terrible to be called racist. It's a horrible, painful thing. It's one of the worst things people can be called, especially in America. But that's what they do. That is what they do. And, you know, it's a pattern. If you watch the news, if you watch the news, that what they say is they tell you what Trump said, then they spend the next 15 minutes telling you all the different people who called him racist. Then they invite on a commentator who calls him racist. Then the uh, anchorman chokes up and says how racist he is. At no point, at no point does any mainstream media journalist go out and say, you know what, maybe the guy's right. Maybe he's actually saying the facts. You know, maybe we should find out what's happening in Baltimore. Maybe we should find out why it's happening. Maybe we should start to question why Elijah Cummings' district never gets any better, why Nancy Pelosi's district gets worse and worse and worse. Because, again, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with policy and culture. And the policy and culture of the left has destroyed the lives of black people in this country. And it's, it's a, sh a shame. You know, it, it's a terrible thing because I think – when I talk to people on the right, they want nothing more than for this kind of racial division to pass. They want people to be moving up and out. Uh, they want the American dream to be reinstalled. And, and yet, every time you try and help, every time you try and say this policy is bad, that policy is bad, this guy's doing a bad job, it's always racism, racism. And most of the people on the right run for cover. They, they have absolutely been trained. Like, they're like abused children. They're so afraid of the coming blow that they just keep their heads down and try and pass. But right now, let, let's look at that word for a second, Andrew Claven. Given the last two and a half years, given the fact that you know, Dennis Prager, an Orthodox Jew, your colleague Ben Shapiro, sorry, Ben Shapiro, an Orthodox Jew, Dennis Prager, an observant Jew, that these individuals are called Nazis in internal Google email. They're publicly at events decried at white supremacists. Does the word today in Ilhan Omar and AOC's Democrat Party, does the word racist have any weight anymore, Andrew Clavin? It, you know, it does in people's minds. It, it doesn't have any realistic weight in the sense that when you're called a racist, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're racist. But people are afraid. You know, they lose sponsors. They lose supporters. They lose friends. They get knocked off social media. And it makes people afraid. And it's just like it really is just like an abused kid, an abused spouse, that if, if you hit people at random, if you never know when your husband is going to go off and get violent, then you just learn to say nothing. You just learn to sort of sit still and hope the fire passes. And that, I think, is what has happened to way, way too many people on the right. I mean, you and I know that the charge of racism doesn't mean anything. A lot of people know that it doesn't mean anything, but are they willing to pay the price of being slammed for it uh, and, ha and lose, you know, whatever, sponsors, support, friends, uh, their, their Twitter platform, whatever you lose, at maybe even your job, are they willing to do it? Because it's, it's really dangerous out there for anyone who gets caught in this outrage mob. And it takes a guy like Trump who, A, can't be, you know, he's in a position where he can't really be attacked in that way. Uh, he can't be, like, you know, um, knocked off Twitter or he can't be uh, boycotted or anything like that. But still, still, I mean, it, it takes courage to stand up. And I just think a lot of people are in, that have courage in very short supply. That's so true. In, in the last minute we have with you in this segment, Andrew Claven, what is your message 
for those out there who are afraid because you clearly you've taken a stand you've paid the price in hollywood where you were a very successful uh, screenwriter what is your your message to those who who don't have platforms like we do but who are afraid of the mob well I, what i would say is there's a price you pay for everything there's a price you pay for speaking out but i think there's much much greater price that you pay for staying silent i think losing your soul losing your ability as an american to be a person of truth is a terrible terrible thing and you may you know you should prepare for the blow because it will come they will chase you out they will call you down to hr they will do all these things but i think you know if you remain polite if you stick to the facts you have a case you might fight it out. And as I say, there's a price you pay for everything, but the price you pay for keep holding your tongue, the price you pay for living in fear is a very small, very restricted life. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. Each person has to make his own choice, but that's the way it looks to me. Andrew, did you know Baltimore is one of the most successful <laughs> districts in America? Well, I they're kind of proving Trump's point in that it is a district. The place that uh, Cum- Cummings uh, represents is a district with incredible inequality, uh, which leftism always promotes. Leftism always guts the middle class and leaves the poor and the powerful. And that's what essentially they've done there. And so then they point to the people who are successful and they say, oh, look, things are going great. But Baltimore, really, you know, it's amazing to me that the guy who wrote The Wire, David Simon, did yes. like five seasons about what a terrible city this was was agreeing with the, the left, basically, that this is somehow Republicans' fault. It, it really is. These are Democrat policies that do this. Decision. I'm not they sure The Wire would have worked too well if it were set in Beverly Hills. What do you think, as a script writer, Andrew Clavin? <laughs> if it were set in any Republican-run city, I mean, if it were set anywhere where they let the, the free market thrive and they don't chase businesses away and they don't tell... Uh, they aren't afraid to say, hey, you know, maybe get married before you have children. Maybe you should you know, fix your culture, uh, you know, keep uh, get educate and education. And it's just it's just terrible. It is terrible to see what Democrats have done to people, to minorities in general, by convincing them that they are the uh, that they're victims instead of, you know, self-responsible people who can do what every other American has done before them. I, I don't think uh, I came up with it. I think it was maybe Candace Owens. But all they've done is they've created a new political plantation. This is the Democrats new plantation. And it is the. A tyranny of low expectations. It is, of course, the, the fact that they have created a dependency culture. And when you say the truth about it, that makes you a racist. We're talking to Andrew Claven. Follow him on Twitter at Andrew K-L-A-V-A-N, the author of Another Kingdom and the host of the excellent Andrew Claven podcast. Andrew, in the few minutes we have left with you, I, I have to get your take as somebody whose um, analysis I value so much. The Muller. I'm going to be a bit, a bit editorializing here. The Mueller fiasco. What did you think of it, Andrew Claven? Uh, it was certainly a fiasco. It had, it had its funny side and it has its serious side. The funny side is it's always comical to watch the left surrounded inside their own echo chamber uh, who can't understand why the rest of us don't agree with their incredibly absurd version of reality because they never get outside of hearing their own opinions piped back to them through the media. So it's always funny to watch them step out without their pants on and have people say, oh, the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. And that's always a comical moment for uh, those of us uh, on the side of truth and reality. It's also a serious thing, though. When I looked at that guy, he really did not seem capable of running an investigation. Right. Uh, he seemed doddering. I, I don't mean to pick on him for it. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on in his head, but it raises the question, 
who was running the investigation and what was the purpose of it? Uh, you know, Kim Strassel at the Wall Street Journal suggests that the whole thing was organized as a way of covering up the malfeasance of the intelligence uh, community and going after Trump, trying to keep him out of the White House in the first place. If that's true, then what we have is an Exxonian media, which has become the Watergate scandal that it used to cover uh, by covering up for these people. It's just insane that the intelligence services should be utilized to keep a man out of office when the voters wanted him in than to try and take him out of office when the voters wanted him in. Uh, it, it, if it's as bad as it, as it might be, I think we have to learn about this. We have to find out. And that's what I walked away from. I just thought, like, well, if Mueller wasn't running the investigation, who was and why? Because we know that all the investigators were Democrats. Many of them were Clinton contributors. Uh, you know, it, it just looks bad. I'm not, I'm not crying conspiracy, but I'm saying I want to know a lot more. In the last 30 seconds we have you, with you, Andrew Claven, um, were you surprised that the Democrats since the disaster have actually doubled down on <laughs> Russia? And now Mitch McConnell works for Vladimir Putin. I mean, I, I simply do not know what else they could do except walk away. I think they have to service their base, which is getting increasingly crazed on this, uh, on this matter. I think Nancy Pelosi is losing control of her caucus. I think that, they're, that they have a committee. All they need to do is have a committee recommend impeachment, and the thing will move forward. So I, I think that they've basically got a small number of people. The minority of Democrats are basically driving the bus, and I think that that's going to be, hopefully, will be big trouble for them in the 2020 election. Uh, we can only cross our fingers and hope. The struggle bus to disaster. We have been talking to Andrew Claven. Follow him at Andrew Claven on Twitter. Check out his podcast and The Daily Wire and his superb book, Another Kingdom.